It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Friday night at the South Point. Good to see you. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. This is Vison's primetime action. Another doubleheader in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And a little later on, Warriors, Mavericks, NBA, Western Conference Finals, game number two. And we'll update the PGA Championship, all the bets. I've crapped out. I'm done, man. All my, all my Scotty Scheffler bets. Done so. <laughs> You, you listen. If you uh, if you put your all your eggs in in Oon basket and the Oon basket and doesn't make the cut, no. then yes, the he, tournament he can did, be. He did not deal with the weather well. I did not respect the weather. I don't know if playing with John Ron wasn't bad for him. Yeah, because he was. I've never seen Scotty Scheffler kind of losing it, and he was losing it out there. And like, I wonder if playing with Rom, who is very emotional out there and has all that body language and all that different stuff, I, I was wondering if that maybe was bad for Scheffler. Yeah, in the, in the long run, I noticed that once or twice too, and thought the same exact thing. That was uh, that Rom has been fiery lately, and Scheffler, who's normally cool as a cucumber out there, usually laughing at things when he How makes cool mistakes. How cool is a cucumber? Oh, very cool. I mean, what you, temperature you, would you give it? You, well, you should throw it in the freezer. That's how you're supposed to eat a cucumber. Whoa, really? So it should be really cold. Yeah, what? really cool. In the freezer. Wow. I'm, I'm kidding, man. I don't know. Oh, I, was I don't like, know where the expression comes from. What do I look like? Oh like what is this South Florida thing he's bringing to the show here? We got Farmer Kelly out here to try freezer. to explain where the cool as a cucumber comes from. I don't know. Well, we're off the rails already. When was the last time you bought a cucumber? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly hadn't bought a cucumber in, in two and a half years. At least. I'm sitting here talking about cucumbers. Come on, man. I haven't bought a cucumber. All right. We got two games. Over in the NHL, one not starting actually for an hour, so we don't have one that's going to be going right as we get started here. The Hurricanes and the Rangers at 8 Eastern. The Hurricanes are minus 160 home favorites over the Rangers, plus 140 on the Rangers as road underdogs. We have a five and a half total in that one. And then at 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific, we have the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. Flames are minus 175 home favorites, plus 150 Oilers on the road, a total of six and a half in that one. However, of course, we do have the NBA continuing tonight as well. Nine o'clock Eastern, six Pacific. The Warriors are six and a half point home favorites over the Mavericks. 214 and a half to 215 is your total there. We got some first pitches coming as well. Momentarily, we got the Dodgers and the Phillies. This is Julio Urias against Ranger Suarez. Uh, minus 145 on the Dodgers, plus 125 on the Phillies. A total of nine there in that one. That's at 7.05, so a couple minutes if you want to get in. 7.05 as well, the Rays and the Orioles. Jalen Beeks and Tyler Wells, two real Major League Baseball pitchers. Wow. The uh, Rays with Beeks are minus 135. The Orioles with Wells are plus 115, eight and a half. Is your total 707 Eastern? The Reds, Luis Castillo, and the Jays with Hung Jin Ryu. Uh, Ryu and the Jays are minus 180 home favorites. Castillo and the Reds plus 155 road underdogs, a total of eight. 
710 Eastern, we have the Mariners and the Red Sox. Robbie Ray <laughs> and the Mariners are minus 115 favorites over Michael Waka and the Red Sox, minus 105 total of nine. Until they get to 500, they are the Mariners. Because hmm. they are ruining all of my preseason bets that I have on them. So they are the Mariners until they get to 500. I think as a kid, that's how I thought that was pronounced initially. The, well, good. Yeah. Young, this is this is the Young Gill pronunciation yeah. until Where are they playing? until we get to uh, until we get to 500 there, and then they can become the Mariners. I was like, yet Mariners, again. what? Seven ten Eastern, the Tigers and the Guardians. I actually have a small bet on the first five for the Tigers in this one. The uh, Guardians and Aaron Savali are minus 120 full game favorites here. Uh, even money on the Tigers as underdogs. Nine is your total. Tariq Skubal is on the hill for the uh, for the Tigers in this one. And, and listen, you know, this is one of the things we were talking about. Ah, you know, so much is made of these youngsters. So much is made of these youngsters. Sometimes they don't live up to it. Well, if you remember, if you were been watching our show for a while, last year, Paul Sporer, who's a big Tigers fan, brought up Skubal. And Skubal didn't really, didn't really perform up to everybody's expectations last year, but there were certainly signs of – him turning things around, and, and there were some underlying stats that were really good for him. Well, this year so far, I'm not going to say he's full-on in that upper tier yet, Gil, but you look at his you look at his advanced statistics so far this season, a 236 XERA, a 271 XFIP, and a 280 Sierra. So Ooh. every single one nice. of the advanced metrics here that kind of try to be a predictor of where this guy should be and where he could be going forward are all very, very nice for him. I played the first five here because this Tiger's backside in the bullpen is just absolute trash. And so um, it's one of those rare things here where the Tigers are actually a favorite first five and a dog full game. In this, in this one. Oh, so, I love that. Yeah, so it's an interesting kind of scenario there for, for this one. But I took the first five there on the Tigers. Um, as we continue on here, we got an 8-10 Eastern Rangers and the Astros. Martin Perez, Christian Javier. Javier and the Astros, minus 165 home favorites, plus 145 on Perez and the Rangers, 8-10 Eastern. We got the Twins and the Royals. We have Devin Smeltzer and Dil and uh, Daniel Lynch. Smeltzer and the Twins are minus 135, plus 115 on Daniel Lynch and the Royals. As underdogs, eight and a half is your total. 938 Eastern, 638 Pacific. We got the A's and the Angels. We have Paul Blackburn for the A's. Chase Silseth for the Angels. Angels and Silseth, by the way, this is his second start. Uh, he is a... He was destroying AAA. The Angels called him up because they needed someone to to fill in in the rotation. He did so well. He earned an extra start here for the Angels. And, you know, another good one tonight could certainly put him in the rotation maybe moving forward, especially for this Angels team that's going with this six-man rotation as it is anyway. Minus 190 on him as a favorite here in this game. Plus 160 on Blackburn and the A's as underdogs and just a seven and a half total in that one. And then final first pitch of the evening, 10-15 Eastern, 7-15 Pacific, the Padres and the Giants. Sean Manaya for the Padres. We got Jacob Junis for the Giants. Junis and the Giants are minus 125 home favorites, plus 105 on the Padres and Manaya as road underdogs. And a, another small little 7.5 total in that one as well. All right. Uh, we'll get to the PGA momentarily because it has been fascinating at Southern Hills and Tulsa. But first of my news around sports as well, uh, this was – Rumored to have uh, been imminent, but it finally came down today that the women's and men's professional tennis tours will not award, will not award 
uh, ranking points for Wimbledon this year because of the All England Club's ban on players from Russia and Belarus over the invasion of Ukraine. The WTA and ATP announced their unprecedented decisions today, two days before the start of the French Open, tennis's second major, which gets underway on Sunday, our time, and a little more than a month before play begins, actually begins at Wimbledon on June 27th, tennis's grass Grand Slam tournament, the third slam of the year. And essentially, this has been one of these things that has really divided the tennis community, one that the All-England Club, first of all, decided to ban players from Russia and Belarus in the first place because of the invasion of Ukraine. Um, And then it has caused internal strife because some of the Ukrainian players are upset that none of the Russian or Belarusian players are really speaking out against it. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit here, Gil, on, on air. It's like, you know, this is not one of those deals where it's like a, a soccer club or a basketball team where you're representing the country, right? Yeah. Where you're playing f- under the flag or something like these guys are sure we, we will say, you know, the Serbian or the Spanish guy or the American or something, but they're not playing under their country's banner. These are all, these are individual athletes just playing an individual sport here. It's, it's a tough one though. Mm-hmm. I, 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 first of all, I'm, I'm surprised that the ban happened. Now that there's no rankings points being given. That adds another sort of, level to it where again if you're a player from you from ukraine though i can understand how all of this is sort of uh on the one hand you like the move and on the other hand you're like why isn't anybody speaking out Mm -hmm. everybody's being silent so it's a it's a fascinating situation but it is confined to that tournament finalists for the lakers head coaching job here stateside darvin ham milwaukee bucks assistant coach Kenny Atkinson, Golden State Warriors assistant coach, and former Blazers head man Terry Stotts. That from Shams. You have a uh, you have a horse in that race? <laughs> I do not. Whatever Sal- general manager LeBron James decides is the best course of action for this team. Zalatoris for birdie. And he takes the lead again by himself. Boom. Nine under for Will Zalatoris, who is with his fourth birdie on the back nine now. Five under for the day. Zalatoris, one-stroke lead over Mito Pereira from Chile as they as uh, Zalatoris has one hole to play here, round two at Southern Hills. Remember, ten main uh, huge events have been played at this golf course before, seven majors uh, in the past, the uh, PGA, the senior PGA last year, and a couple tour championships. Ten out of ten times, the 36-hole leader has gone on to win. Um, this is an interesting one. Well, no, let's, let's give the less interesting one first. Detroit Lions first-round rookie rookie wide receiver Jamison Williams has a chance to play as early as September, according to Tim Twentyman of the DetroitLions.com website. Is that a news story? Of course he should play in September. No? I mean, still rehabbing, right? I guess guess there was mixed reports of when he could come back. I I heard October, but, I mean, you know, these guys, it's like, it's like every one of these major surgeries now with, one, how freakish these athletes are and then how much advance they get in the it's medical incredible. community. It, like, shaves another, like, month off of recovery time, like, every time I hear something. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. This guy had a leg transplant. He'll be back in uh, December. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be good to go. Bubba Watson with a massive par save. He also, by the way, with four birdies on the back nine. The wind stopped and everybody started scoring again. If you're Justin Thomas, you've got to be so angry right now seeing this. He, he played brilliantly through the uh, through the high winds. And then finally, Michael Vick, ladies and gentlemen, has agreed to play in the fan-controlled football league. <laughs> one, I didn't know there was a fan-controlled football That's league. the one with uh, Judd Menzel as well. Yeah. 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 But apparently it's existed since 2017. All the games are played at Pullman Yards in Atlanta and broadcast on, uh, on Twitch and on Fubo and Peacock and DAZN. 
Fans are given the power to pick every offensive play by voting in real time through the fan-controlled football app. The play call that receives the most votes instantaneously relayed to the head coach and quarterback on the field. So if you liked playing with Michael Vick in uh, Madden, you'll, uh, you can play with the real thing this time. It's phenomenal. I get that app. Hey, uh, Michael, could you run the uh, you run that play, the one, the one that scores a touchdown? We'll come back. Uh, we will talk to Dwayne Colucci about the Preakness NBA Series updated prices next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, live from the South Point, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. PGA Championship down in Southern Hills at Tulsa. Uh, we mentioned earlier, Will Zalatoris, who is on the uh, 18th hole right now, wrapping up his round. He's got one more hole to play. He has a one-stroke lead over Mito Pereira from Chile, who is eight under for the tournament. He is in the clubhouse with a, uh, with a great round today of a 64. Uh, Zalatoris with a three-stroke lead over Justin Thomas, who was the one golfer who really played through conditions yesterday and today extremely well. He's at six under for the tournament, was looking uh, to be the leader for much of the day when the wind persisted. But then when the wind stopped, all of a sudden, everybody was still on the golf course, got a huge boost, and the scoring began in earnest. And so JT's got to be frustrated, I would imagine, with that. Rory is among the golfers at four under, five back. Rory McIlroy, who is not taking advantage of the favorable conditions, quite frankly, right now. Abraham Answer also four, uh, five back at four under. Bubba Watson, five back at four under. Davis Riley, also at four under. And your guy, Sam Burns, Matt, among a group who's at three under right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. He has, has one of the lowest rounds of the day going. They won't show him, though. Right now, but they don't want to, they don't want to put him on the TV for whatever reason. I, I just yeah, he's moved a, up to T8 here. I just spotted a couple sexy names at two under, though. Cameron Young and Gary Woodland. That's what I like oh, to see. Oh, Gary Woodland. Let's go. We got a bunch of lurkers. Lurk. We got a bunch of lurkers. Bunch of lurkers. Salators, you are not one of them, though. Please go away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I had. Not a lurker you want. I've got I've got Salators and Pereira both in, in finishing markets, um, position markets, which, you know, so it's fine if they do well. I would just prefer them to do well in yeah. like fourth place or fifth right. Place. Just don't do great. Yeah, do like, well, not great. Third place is even fine with me. Third place be care. fantastic. Yeah, yeah like third place and fourth place, that's perfectly fine. fine. Just don't win. That being said, as we move to the weekend now, there's not going to be any advantage whatsoever to the guys at the top of the leaderboard because everyone will be teeing off at the same time. So, well, relatively in the same time uh, time frame there. So there won't be a, a an afternoon or a morning, you know, advantage or anything like that. So. Even though these guys did get the good end of it, they're all going to be playing in the same conditions come the weekend. So we really will see. You know, that's why I still think Justin, even even being two and three strokes back of, of Mito Pereira and Will Zalatoris is still just so incredibly super live here because he's played really, really good golf. And now they're all going to have to be playing in the same conditions here. And I think that that's a, a huge thing for him. Yeah. Tiger Woods looks like. He is going to make the cut. He has one hole to play out there. And as long he, as he doesn't double. As long as he doesn't double bogey, the projected cut line is four over. He is at three over through 17 after parring 17 just now. So who, uh, with a hitch in his giddy up, he looks like he will be involved in Man, the weekend. As, as in rough shape as he looked like yesterday, I I didn't really think we were going to see much of Tiger uh, pass today. And this is this – is, 
I think I'm as as impressed with today as I was almost at the Masters. I mean, yeah. to play one under today, I, like you said, Gil. Yes, I'm playing in it's in easy, slightly easier conditions than maybe some of the guys that played him before before him today. Slightly, but, okay, easier. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, one under on the course, good for him. I mean, that's that is let's let's not mince words. That's been the story of this tournament, right? It's not an excuse for guys who uh, crap the bed, but it is uh, absolutely beneficial for those who played early yesterday and late today that wind was howling today and then just stopped on it well the first half of this round it was it was still going like yeah. like, like these guys that that first yes. yeah the, that's correct first half of this they were still having to deal with all that um but yeah it it, it certainly did here for this last little bit has it, has pretty much died off and so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if any of these guys that are sitting right now in that are still out on the course that are in that kind of two-ish, three-ish range, if they can finish out with a couple and get into that four range and yeah. get kind of within striking distance here, like taking advantage of of being able to have that. Some of the names we will not be seeing, some of the bigger names here, Dustin Johnson goes three over today to miss the cut. Alex Noren, who we were very high on here from a placement market, not necessarily from an outright uh, he was even par in the first round, six over today to miss the cut. Scotty Scheffler goes five over today to finish at six over to miss the cut. Lee Westwood misses the cut as well. Sergio Garcia, another guy who misses the cut. And I thought John Daly was going to make it there for a while. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to make it there for a while, and then he just completely came unraveled uh, on what was his back nine. It wasn't the actual back nine. It was the front nine, but he – he had three bogeys and a double on the uh, on his final nine holes for him to miss the cut as well. But Corey Connors misses the cut in this one again. A guy that we have we've bet a lot. He's been rock solid. Thinking the most surprising one of the entire bunch. T one twenty three. Patrick Cantlay tied for a hundred and twenty third. Finishes the tournament at eleven. Over, so that is for me the wow. the very biggest shock. Yeah. Even more of a shock than than Scheffler missing the cut is just how horribly Cantlay played in this. And I heard some really sharp people, some really smart people who who thought maybe this could be kind of Cantlay's type of tournament here, and it was the complete opposite. Oh, you think you think around the green short game, right? And you think yeah. Patrick Cantlay. It's uh, I mean he was. He was where we always talk our models, right, Matt? Like he was in that range of okay, he was right in the model range of where his odds should be for for me. So it was one of those I didn't really look at him too hard, um, and, and thankfully so, I guess. But but I surely wasn't expecting this either. Like you said, that that's as surprising as anything. Did Decky just got on, uh, just got in under the gun four over? He will make the cut, as will Colin Morikawa at four over. They just barely got in. And by the way, Brooks Kepka turned it around today. He got in. He's two over for the tournament. Now, the, I, that is the that was the other one here. Like watching him play in that early in yeah. that early round uh, in that early wave as well, and him not only playing well but playing like very very well. He looked like a completely different golfer out there today. So good on Kepka for for doing that. But yeah, I mean, we're looking here. Despite these guys that are up at the at the top, I mean, we are definitely looking at some some big names that are still all, you know, very much within striking distance here. You know, we said it was going to be a grind for Fitzpatrick. He did grind out a one under, but he still finds himself at three. Abe Anser continued to play well, which was just completely shocking to me in this one. And, uh, you know, Terrell Hatton is within striking distance. We talked about Sam Burns a second ago as well. A lot of guys that can go 
a lot of guys that can go low, and if some of these conditions, like they're saying there might be a little bit of weather in the morning, some some maybe some precipitation, if that's the case and it just makes this course soft and they can stop on these greens and they can actually go after these deals, then I do believe it is still, I'm not going to say anyone's tournament, but anyone, let's call it two under and, you know, and better. Makes that, I would say that's about right. Mm-hmm. Zalatoris looking to uh, par out here on 18 to maintain his one-stroke lead and be the 36-hole leader. All right, adjusted series markets in the National Basketball Association. What a move on the Celtics' blowout win of the Heat yesterday. That game was effectively over by the time we left at halftime yesterday. The Celtics go from a plus-125 dog in the tournament after game one to a minus-270 favorite having rested home court advantage from the Heat yesterday. Celtics minus-270, Heat plus-210. And now the Celtics to win in six is the short shot, plus-180. Heat to win it in five, the long shot, 16-1. to Yeah. I mean. That feels about right. Feels right. Now it's shifted to where I yesterday I said you know yesterday I said I would only bet the Celtics at the price that it was at. Now today it's like I'd only bet the Heat at the price it's at today. Well, so it's just kind of like juggling. What, you know that's why I asked JVT for those of us who had the uh, the Heat preflop plus money, then the Heat won Game One. I was like, should I just bet the Celtics now? Yeah, and then be done with the with the series. Now did I do that? No. Forgot about you having that pre-series Heat ticket. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that probably would have been the way to do it, but but we'll see. Well, we'll I mean, Miami could steal one of these games in Boston. There's no doubt about that. Oh, I don't think it'll be Celtics in five. I do. I don't think it's Celtics in five. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that. Um, any play here? Or no, nothing. This is tough. I I do think it's. I mean, look, I've got I've got a Heat to win the finals ticket, but I mean, a I think this is of almost all the series we've seen this postseason. Like, do you, I feel less confident in knowing the amount of games this is going to end in yeah. than maybe anything. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's a little bit up in the air still of even who wins it. Yes, I do lean the Celtics. I think the Celtics will win it. But you could tell me, I don't think it'd be Celtics in five. But Celtics in six or seven is what I would would guess. Uh, but it's not something I'll, I I would be betting on. I, I mean, I still have a Heat future, so I guess if anything, I'm. Just hoping, I'm just rooting for that to get through. Asked Carl Sack this morning on a numbers game what he would make a Celtics-Warriors uh, series for the NBA Finals. He said Celtics around minus 140 by his numbers. Wow. Okay. Yeah, by his numbers. Not that that will necessarily I, be it. Sure, I thought like, but I, I would have thought they would be a favorite, though. I'd have thought yeah. maybe like 120-ish, 130-ish, something like that. So I I, like, I would make the number right around there, but I feel like I feel like every time I've brought up that question with people, I've heard, I've heard half the people say they'd make the Warriors a small favorite in the mm. series. Adjusted Western Conference series props since the Warriors and Mavs play tonight. Game two, Warriors and five is still the short shot plus 250. Mavs sweeping the next four games would be 30 to one on the series price itself. The Mavs are plus 330 down a game. Would you be interested in any of that? No, I have. I just have a prop in tonight's game, and it's mainly it's less like we said. We we try to use our numbers the best we can and then take those numbers and then try and. And, and then have to like apply those to what we think might happen in the game. That's kind of where I'm at with the price uh, on a on a prop tonight. But I don't have any I don't have any thoughts here on how far this game. All I'll say real quick is just if you thought you liked the Mavs before the series and you didn't bet them uh, before game one, yeah. I have no problem with you betting yeah. them now. Zalatoris puts out for par. He is going to be your second round leader. Dwayne Colucci, the Preakness, next. 
You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here for you right now. $59 to get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Next few months. Filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. Subscribers, you'll have access to all of it. Adam Burks, daily MLB best bets. JVT, best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil, breaking down the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs all the way through all his best bets. Lots of NFL preseason coverage. Not to mention continued best bets, premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. Full VEASAN experience featuring daily best bets emails. Every edition of Poise Red Weekly. Use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only 59 United States dollars. 75, 75 Canadian. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. To be a subscriber through July 31st, VEASAN.com slash spring. So we should start just adding stuff to what you get each day that we have to do this read or take things off and like see if anyone notices just we'll just start varying like the <laughs> a used pair of Matt Brown a little, shoes. like we'll just add in something that you get and then we'll take some stuff out the next day and whatever we'll just see so if like anyone... no live videos yeah yeah sorry. but Matt Brown shoes <laughs> you get Matt Brown shoes though instead uh, autographed we, we uh we we care deeply about the rabbit holes we go down here on this show so Kelly has taken the time to find out the origin of cool, cool as a cucumber what did you find yeah this comes from this comes from John Gay's poems new song on similes from 1732 so part of it goes pert is a pear monger i'd be if molly were but kind cool as a cucumber could see the rest of womankind so it has nothing to do with the refrigerator can i tell you something if this doesn't work out for you kelly you should go into business doing that accent that was fabulous and reading things like that yes yeah Maybe dirty limericks or something, but like, yeah, like, like, you know, like just definitely something like that. Uh, real, real quick here, guys, after suffering a fractured left elbow in game two of the Western Conference semifinals against the Grizzlies, Gary Payton II is making good progress go. and will be reevaluated again in one week. Let's so, go. So mm-hmm. they were to make it out of this series. Looks like maybe for the finals would be back. To talk hockey and the Preakness with us is the – Racing sports manager from the Rampart here in Las Vegas, Dwayne Colucci joins us. How you doing, Colucci? Doing well, Gil. Thanks for having me on, and it's always a pleasure to join you and Matt and Kelly. I love it. Well, we always love having you on. Let's start with hockey. Uh, a little late of a start today. Still 28 minutes away from the uh, puck drop. Game two, Rangers and Hurricanes. Hurricanes were trailing in that game against the Rangers in game one. Pretty much throughout, then uh, 58 minutes in, or roughly 58 minutes in, they get the equalizer. They win in overtime. Hurricanes, minus 165 in game two tonight. The Rangers, plus 145 on the comeback. What are you doing here with this one? I don't know, Gil. I'm probably going to stick with the Hurricanes just because uh, the Rangers put forth such a superior effort. And you can see that Gerard Gallant had a, a real nice game plan. He sealed off the center of the ice. It took Carolina really a long time to start to get going and to get some quality shots on Igor Shesterkin. And I felt that it was one of the Rangers' best efforts, and they still lost. So, you know, Carolina has seemed to be unbeaten, and they are unbeaten in the playoffs at home. I definitely think it's a tough place to play. We're seeing a lot of Ranger money now at the Rampart in South Point. It's been bet down to 165 from the 175 opener, and definitely you're going to see a ton of under money, which we are seeing across the counter. Uh, but I believe, Gil, that the Carolina Hurricanes, they made the right adjustments. They started to switch up the lines, and that definitely helped them. And, you know, a bad goal at the end in overtime where Shesterkin really didn't have a chance, 
and, you know, you put all that emphasis on that game and you fall short, I definitely think this is Carolina's series to lose. And I think uh, they're going to get a little more physical. I believe guys like D'Angelo and Slavian will definitely take it to the Rangers tonight. And Teravainen and, like I said, Trocek, they're going to mix up the lines a little. Sebastian Ajo, I think they'll get the job done. Dwayne, we saw a very low-scoring game one. This one's sitting with a five-and-a-half total. Do you think we see something similar to that, or do you think we'll see this thing open up a little bit more? Yeah, well, definitely, Matt. Anthony Ronto came to play as well, as did Igor Shesterkin. And Ronto was fabulous in that first period. He was majestic. I had tweeted out that I thought the Rangers could have been up 4 nothing in that game. They brought such immense pressure early on, and Ronta played very well. We know Igor Shesterkin is probably going to win the Vezina, so I could definitely see another tight-checking game. The Rangers' top-scoring line has not been as prolific as it has been in the regular season. It's obvious. Kreider is getting cleared out of the front of the net. Uh, you know, teams are starting to figure out what they bring to the table. The rookie line has been performing the best, you know, with Heedle, Kako, and uh, uh, Lafreniere. So I think it's going to be another low-scoring game. I think Ronta has massive incentive to play against his former teammates. I mean, he's looking at a 9-3-3 save percentage right now. He's been just unbelievable. He's already got 193 saves in these playoffs. So I definitely think that Carolina and the Rangers are going to play a tight checking game and it's going to be low scoring and I think the public uh, feels that as well Matt that's why we're seeing all this on money Oilers at Flames the Battle of Alberta resumes later tonight as well Flames won that first game 9 to 6 uh it was it was 3 to nothing it was uh, 5 to 1 excuse me yeah it was 5 to 2 I believe no it was, it was 5 to 1 then it was 6 to 2 Oilers came all the way back, tied it up before the Flames retook the lead and won it going away with an empty netter. 15 goals, totals at six and a half. Should we go over here? Well, I think that Markstrom will play a lot better tonight, I'll tell you that, Gil, but I'm not so sure about the tandem on the Edmonton side. You know, Mike Smith got pulled really quick there. Uh, They brought in Koskinen, and they were able to score. I mean, if you look at the Flames, it was pretty even distribution, three goals into first, three goals into second, and three goals into third. And they finally started to play their brand of hockey. I believe in the last series against Dallas, you know, Jake Ottinger got in their head and they started to play a checking-style game. This was like old-school 80s Western Conference hockey the other night. And, you know, the Oilers, I give them credit, they do not stop. They came back with a flurry, and, uh, you know, they have so much offensive talent. We, we speak about it constantly. Connor McDavid is probably the best goal scorer and point machine in the NHL, and you combine that with Dreisaitl, and they definitely started to pick up momentum after the second period. But credit that Markstrom was able to clear his head, and they locked it down. Uh, Kachuk is a monster, I tell you. He, he's going to definitely go at it with Kane tonight. There's going to be a lot of physical play. Uh, Coleman had two goals. Anderson had a goal and two assists. Calgary really wants to play the winner of the Colorado-St. Louis series. I could sense that they have a sense of urgency this year. And I I like Calgary. I'm going to stick with it. And I believe, yes, there will be a lot of goals scored in this game. I'm looking for them to put up another six spot at least. And, you know, Edmonton's good for two or three, Gil. So, yeah, I think it could go over here. Dwayne, we got the uh, Preakness this weekend as well. As we sit right now, we've got 
uh, secret oath, early voting, and epicenter kind of as your betting favorites here. Um, what are you looking at as far as this race, and is there any horse outside of those three that you feel is is worthy of putting some money down on? Yeah, those are the big three, Matt. You bring it right up, and let me tell you, there's going to be another hot pace. I'm real surprised that the uh, you know there must have been some fatigue issues with the winner of the Kentucky Derby because uh, this pace is going to be very lively, especially with Fenwick and Armand Yass, two new faces that just bring speed to the table. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head, though. Epicenter is going to be real tough to beat. Early voting, Chad Brown and Jose Ortiz, they combine for a 27% win percentage when these two team up. And Jose is Irad's brother. He's definitely one of the top riders in the country. I think early voting has a great chance, you know, skipping the Kentucky Derby, running so powerfully in the woods, and now a great workout tab. I like early voting at the 7-2 to two morning line. I believe I saw in live action about 3-4-1 to one on this horse. Secret out the Philly. She's got to, you know, definitely bring her a game, but she's capable. What a great run in the Kentucky Oaks and beat a real nice horse and nest in that race. Now stepping up to face the boys, which she uh, failed to accomplish defeating in the Arkansas Derby. So I think, uh, you know, a lot of pressure on this Philly. You have Luis Saez, a fabulous rider. T. Wayne Lucas, we know, uh, you know, the lineage of Lucas. He is just one of the legends in the game. And, uh, yeah, I believe the top three are very tough. If you're looking outside, though, I think Creative Minister does have a chance. This is a horse that has run at Gulfstream, Keeneland, and Churchill Downs and has only lost by a neck on the Gulfstream Park surface. Broke his maiden, then won an optional 80 claimer with a, a real nice time. You're getting Brian Hernandez as well as Kenneth McPeak. That's a nice combination for Midwest, uh, you know, people that are familiar with the Midwest racing circuit. So at 10 to 1, this horse could definitely get into the exact end trifecta. But I'm going to bet early voting to win uh, and Use a few horses behind. Definitely at the center. Definitely creative minister. Uh, not so sure if I'm going to use Secret Oath yet. Dwayne, we got to run. We appreciate it as always. Uh, you know, we would have loved to have seen Rich Strike here. I understand the uh, trainer's reasons for not having a Rich Strike in this, but for horse racing in general and uh, casting a wider net with fans, it's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And from a handles perspective, especially, uh, Gil, you know, as yeah. a race at Sportsbook manager, it definitely hurts handle not having that prominent Kentucky Derby winner involved in the pre. Thank you, Dwayne. We appreciate it very much. Dwayne, Thank Col you, guys. It's a pleasure. Dwayne Colucci, everybody, at MyBookieDwayne. That's Dwayne with a U on Twitter. Coming back, it's Beeson's Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Bubba Watson just finished his round of 63, a 7 under 63. He is 5 under for the tournament, 4 behind Will Zalatoris. The all-time lowest round ever shot in any major ever was 62. 
and Bubba just missed a, a birdie putt to match that. But a 63, Bubba Watson, very much in this tournament, though I'm guessing he didn't show up in any of your uh, modeling. No, but, but I think what this does go to show is kind of what we were talking about just a second ago of anybody in that two under-ish range, maybe even one under-ish one under range, um, is still live in this thing, in my opinion, because the scoring conditions are going to get way better over the weekend. If Bubba's doing that, and I'm not nothing, nothing is, but he's obviously super incredibly talented, multi mm -hmm. multi time major winner, but he is not he's not one of the better players on tour anymore. You yeah. know, and like there are a bunch of guys who if uh if a if a if a let's not say sixty three is to be had, but let's say if there are, you know, sixty four, sixty fives out there to be had both Saturday and Sunday, there are a lot of guys who can go back to back five unders, you know, back to back six unders, stuff like that. So um I think any of these guys are still fairly live. That being said, Will Zalatoris in this one, now that the the round is over, Will Zalatoris gains another 2.45 strokes putting on the field again today after yesterday in which he gained 3.59 strokes on the field putting. Our whole reasoning for not betting Will Zalatoris was this guy, there's a difference. Like The reason I don't model putting and stuff like that is because Someone can get super hot with a putter, and like that can skew putting stats if they do really, really well. However, if you are consistently bad, typically you're just bad at putting. And Will Zalatoris has been consistently bad and just been a one of the worst putters on tour for a long time. Um, well, last two days anyway, it's proven differently. That being said, so now that this wind is con is is considered to be gone at least for the most part for yeah. the weekend, they're going to mow these greens in the morning. And these, this is going to play completely different, right? Like, the, these greens are going to be super lightning fast. And all that. so, like, can Zalatoris, can Mito Pereira, can can they handle that type of green here that some of these super, super seasoned guys, a Justin Thomas, a Rory McIlroy, a Bubba Watson, uh, even a Matthew Fitzpatrick who's been around a long time, like, these guys that are that have played tons and tons of majors and played on greens that are going to be lightning fast and stuff like, you know, does that really, really benefit them as we head into the weekend? We shall see. But yeah, the, these greens are going to play much, much different tomorrow than they did the, today. The missed opportunity of the day, I'll keep saying it, is Rory McIlroy. Rory, you had the first round lead at, at, uh, at five under. He ends the day at one over par. Or I guess he's still on 18 right now. I don't see. I don't know if he's concluded the 18th hole, but I'm seeing one over through 17. And this was the time to make to make shots and to score. And he didn't do any of that. And he's five back. Could be different this weekend, but seems like a missed opportunity today. The French Open begins. Tennis is second major. While we talk about golf second major and see that before our eyes these next few days. Tennis is second major on clay begins on Sunday. The French Open. Roland Garros in Paris. And the men's side, of course, it is a, well, it's a four-horse race now. And here's the reason why. Again, we went over this a little yesterday. While Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz are considered the two short shots, and Rafa Nadal is given the respect of having won 13 majors, 13 clay court majors here at Roland Garros specifically, Stefanos Tsitsipas was a sort of afterthought as the fourth shot. But while I still don't think he wins the tournament, the way that the draw ended up, Novak and Nadal, Djokovic and Nadal ended up in the same quarter, let alone same half. Alcaraz and Sasha Zverev ended up in the same quarter. All four of those guys on the same half of the draw. And Stefanos Tsitsipas was left alone on his half of the draw, yeah. alone, meaning of the top contenders. And so he, he, he cratered from plus 950 to win the tournament. I told the story about doing the podcast and 
should I make the bet now? Should I wait till the end of the podcast? I waited because I could have used some insurance on that. But he's all the way at plus 450. Now, I still don't think he's going to win it. And I've got the Alcaraz numbers. Is there anybody else, Matt, I guess, that I would ask in the outright markets that you would even consider? No, but I think the minus 110 is interesting on the quarter, though, for him. Yeah. Well, uh, we went through quarters today. So FanDuel and BetMGM non-Nevada had quarters today. So we went through it on a numbers game. I, the, 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 the quarter bet that I liked the most was Miamir Kekmanovic. In quarter four, he was 7-1 to one at the time of a numbers game doing it. By the end of the show, talking that up, it was plus 450 to win his quarter. Don't like it as much at that number, but to me that was a sneaky bet at the time. But I don't hate your play. The, o- the only issue is, isn't Casper Ruud in his uh, quarter? Yeah. So that would be the guy he'd have to overcome. Mm-hmm. But he'd have to face him anyway. So. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. He'd have to face him anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I was – I'm with you. I wish I would have been able to pounce on a on a bigger number just for the. I mean, listen, look, it's it's not. It's like you said, it's not necessarily that you that he's going to win or anything like that. But you have to look at these draws, and you also have to think there is in tennis. It is an individual sport. We've seen it time and time again. Guys can get weird injury. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it, guys can get weird injuries. Guys can have to to withdraw from these things because it, it's taxing on their body, or you know, you roll an ankle or whatever it might be, or something like that. So if if even if even one of the guys, if, if even any of the guys above him were to have to, to to pull out, you know, I mean, it's one of those deals too, where it just it's it's even more, you know, for even better for him. So I just, you know, I don't know these getting that uh, getting a nine would have been spectacular. What did you say? You said seven or seven nine? to one, seven nine, seven to one yeah. on Kikmanovic. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, you said uh, on uh, on Sitsipas. You said it was nine on it, him. We, oh yeah. While we're yeah. doing that, while Drew and I were doing the, the podcast, out, yeah. as the draw was coming out, he yeah. was plus 950. And I literally was like, the, the sports book desk was seven feet behind me. And I'm like, uh, it's my own podcast. Do I leave the podcast mid recording and go make a bet? I waited and I thought they would lollygag and they still, they took it down. Uh, yeah. I'm looking here. I just, yeah. cause I just Googled it. There was, I guess one of the rest of country books out there, he was sitting at, at 1050, like, like plus 1050. So you could have gotten over 10 to one on him before the draw. Same deal though. The, it went from 1050 down to 475, like and as right, the and, draw came out. And rightfully so. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and again, it would have just been an insurance bet. Cause I would have loved to have had like Alcaraz and mm-hmm. Sitsipas in the finals then in that case. Um, but, that's the draw matters, especially in weird draws like that. Like we were beside ourselves when that was coming out. Women's side, of course, it's Ega versus the world. Ega, by the way, like minus one, you know, short minus money, as we've talked about many times. Ega Sviatek from Poland, which is legitimately Steffi Graf, Monica Seles, Serena Williams territory now. This is her surface. She's trying to win her second major. She famously won her first major two years ago as a 30 uh, to one dog at uh, the French two years ago. Some of us, you may remember, had that. And the question becomes is there anybody else who you would even. There, there's literally a prop, Matt, where there's an Ega will not lose a set prop that was up this morning, <laughs> and it was plus 580. And I absolutely said I'd take a. If, if I could bet it, I would have taken a flyer on that. Yeah. It's. So I guess at this point, if you're if you're betting this, you just ask yourself, if if the improbable happens and Iga loses, who's there to pick up the pieces, right? Like who's there? Who who then at that point becomes, and it's and it probably is Jabor, right? I mean, at, at twelve to one, I would guess, or maybe Krajikova at twenty five to one. Well, so I was going through all this with quarters yet this morning. So 
Jabour is in probably the toughest quarter. There's a lot of good players in her quarter. Amanda Nisimova is in her quarter, I believe. Uh, Bianca Andrescu is in her quarter. And those are players who, at their top form, you have no idea what they're capable of, especially Bianca, right? Amanda Nisimova has had real success at this tournament in the past. She was just too young to sort of seize the opportunity against Halep a couple years back, uh, deep into the tournament. Krajikova, who is the defending champion, her clay numbers are spectacular when you look at her 12-month numbers, but we haven't seen her on this surface in six months plus. So I don't know. Like, can she just immediately regain that form? Right. As far as quarters are concerned, the two quarter plays I really like. Jill Teichman in her quarter, uh, as far as, um, you know, when we were doing this again this morning, I recommended Jill Teichman in her quarter when she was 12 to 1. By the time we were done on a numbers game, she had sunk to 5 to 1 as a co favorite. So, again, we, we have that impact on tennis markets. The other quarter that I liked, and this is uh, between Kekmanovic and Teichman and the third quarter here, this is the one that I like the least of the three. But the Paula Badosa quarter, I, uh, I recommended a flyer on Danielle freaking Collins. She was at about, uh, I believe she was, I don't know what her number was at the time of the of, uh, numbers game, but by the end she was down to plus 550 over at the, mar- at the uh, shops that had that. So for me, Kekmanovic, Teichman, and freaking Collins worth quarter shots. But it's, but it's Igas to, to yeah. lose. Tennis, very top-heavy right now, at least on clay. It'll be completely different at Wimbledon next month on grass. That's much more of a wild card. We'll come back. We'll update all the scores in Major League Baseball. We will actually talk some college football with Pete Futak. We are expecting some markets. Not sure if we're going to get them, but we'll talk to Pete either way. Beeson's Primetime Action. 